We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Um, let's put in some work this morning. I'm going to move fast. We're in this um, this bitterness series. Has, has anyone been paying attention to what we've been doing online with this bitterness thing? It's been, it's, I think it's been fruitful. So let's turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 19. While you're turning there, I'll pray. Father, we thank you for yet another moment in your presence. We ask, Lord, that you would speak loud and clear to each and every heart, each and every mind, each and every issue that resides in this place today. Father, even though that there is a spirit over this land that, that makes us think that it's taken over, God, you are fully in control. Uh, and there is nothing that happens on the face of this earth, God, that you don't have an answer for. So we seek you this morning, Father, for the answer. Uh, whether it be abroad, whether it be in our own home, whether it be in our heart, God, we seek you right now in this moment for the answer. So open up our ears and our hearts and our mind, God, because you desire to speak this morning. And I pray that you speak directly to whatever issue it is. We thank you, Father, because we know that you are going to deliver, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Do me a real quick high five. High five. Not your neighbor, but somebody across the room. High five them like air high five them. There you go. We got to have some, some movement on. Ruth, verse 1, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 19, the NIV version. Ruth, chapter 1, verse, verse 19, the NIV version. <clears throat> All right, let's go. I'll read for you. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Verse 20, don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Somebody shout amen. amen. Our topic for discussion today uh, is entitled, The Side Effects of Bitterness. Say that with me, The Side Effects of Bitterness. Um, I love a, a, a good ginger ale. Um, anybody else a ginger ale fan? Now I'm talking about the good stuff. I'm talking about Canada Dry. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about Canada Dry. Um, I keep a six pack in my refrigerator uh, and it's, it's got to be a certain chill for me in order to make sure I enjoy it. Uh, but over a year ago, a little over a year ago, I was eating dinner um, and I had one of my um, beverages of choice, which is a Canada Dry, and I open it and it is flat. Like, it tastes just like sugar. Um, and this is uncommon for me with a Canada. Canada Dry is the good stuff, so you don't get a flat drink with Canada Dry. So I go grab another one out the refrigerator, and sure enough, that one is flat as well. It was almost as if it was just, like, full of sugar. It had no carbonation in it. And I'm, like, confused because at this point I'm saying to myself, Canada Dry is tripping right now because they don't typically let me down. You know what I mean? It, it, it was a very difficult thing. So um, about a day and a half later, I had to go back this thing up. So I go to back to Publix. I go get another six-pack. Actually, I got two six-packs. I bring them home. I get them in the fridge. They're cool. And the same thing happens. It, is, it, is, it, it has no, no carbonation. 
So I said, okay, I'm just going to leave Camden Dry alone for a little while because they have uh, failed me three times in a row. Um, so I ended up going out of town. I don't know exactly where I was. I think I was in Dallas, I believe. And um, I was out at dinner with some folks, and I said, well, Canada Dry has let me down. I'm just going to try a Coke. So I get the Coke, drink the Coke, and the same exact thing happens. So now I'm freaking out because it's not the soda. It's me. So I leave dinner. I, go, I get back to my room, and I frantically go online to try and find out what the heck is wrong with me. But I remembered, I remembered that I had started taking this pill about a week and a half ago. Um, and I go online, and I come to find out one of the side effects of this medicine is that it separates the drink, uh, excuse me, a carbonated drink in your mouth, and you don't taste the carbonation. So I found this form of people who were spilling out their hearts and saying that, that I never thought this would happen to me and what's going on. And I was like one of the number, right? I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited. Listen to me now. I'm, not, I'm joking. But when, when, you, when, you, when you take a dose of bitterness, there are side effects. And if you don't understand that, you will always believe, if, if you've drinking a, or taken a dose of bitterness, you will always believe that it's them. Every, every situation you walk into, every new engagement, every new relationship, every new job, every new church, everything that you go into, if, if you've taken a dose of bitterness and you don't understand that there are side effects, it will always be them. It will never be you. I, 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 I text Tina frantically when I found out it was, it was just me, baby. It's me. It is, it is me. I thought something was going. But I found out that bitterness has side effects. When things start to go wrong in life, when things tend not to work out, our first response is, it's them. You don't want to be honest for you. I'll be honest for you. I mean, you, you don't often do any internal searching or to see to look within yourself to see what you've been through and what you've been connected to. You always look externally and say it has to be them. It wasn't wasn't me. Just like that drink, bitterness has those same side effects, and I want to talk about four of those side effects today. There's several, but I want to talk about four. Amen. Let's push to point number one, verse 19. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. They arrived in Bethlehem. The whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Point number one is the word scenery. Say that with me, scenery. Now let me give you some background on Naomi. Um, Naomi and her husband and her two sons um, left Bethlehem, their home, because of a famine. They go to this place called Moab, and they stay there, and everything is going great for a period of time. Um, but uh, they're there for a little while, everything's going fine, and then everything goes horribly wrong, horribly wrong. Naomi's husband, he dies, um, and shortly thereafter, her two sons die, and she's left with her two daughter-in-laws. Uh, one's named Orpah, one, the other name is Ruth. Orpah determines that she's going back home to her family, who says, mother-in-law, I'm stuck with you for life. And she says, wherever you go, I'm going, okay? She has this conversation with, uh, Ruth has this conversation with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and Naomi says to Ruth, baby, it's time for me to, to move on. It's time for me to have a change of scenery. 
It's time for me to, to get out of this broken situation. So I'm going back home. And the moment that, listen to this, the moment that she steps into her new scene, one word, one phrase rips off a scab and exposes a wound. Watch this. Look at it. Verse 19, so the two women went, went until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived at Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? And Naomi says, don't call me that. She, 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 she says, don't, don't you call me Naomi. Even though she had changed her scenery, the, the wound was still there. And I, I want to explain it to you like this. A, a scenery change doesn't mean a season change. You see, we, we, we tend to think that if, if, if I just move away from it or I push it further away, that it's going to change what's going on inside of me. But all you do when you don't fix the bitterness inside of you is that you give your bitterness a new backdrop. You see, we, we like playing tulips around our, our bitterness. And then, oh, I don't want tulips this time. I'll put some roses around it. And we keep wondering why this bitterness, this root of bitterness stays there because you haven't allowed God to do the excavation. You see, rootiness has to be pulled up, excuse me, bitterness has to be pulled up by the root. And until God can excavate your life, nothing is going to change. So there will always be an opportunity for offense in every new scenery because the root of bitterness is still there. Naomi says, I'm leaving this mess. I'm getting out of this mess. I'm, I'm getting myself away from it. I'm changing. Oh, gosh, women, I'm not going to mess with you today, but I'm going to do it a little bit. <laughs> women typically... When they dealing with something, they get a new hairdo. I'm just, I'm just talking a little bit. I'm just, going, well, I, 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 you know, they, they change their style. You know, they, whatever it was, it's no longer that anymore. I'm changing my style. Here's the thing: a new dude don't mean a new you. I'm talking too much for my first Sunday back. I'm doing too much. Check this out. You will get in, watch me now, if, if you will get into a cycle of changing the scenery because people won't know what, to, what not to say to you because we haven't dealt with the bitterness. So you'll walk into a new scene and expecting a new thing, and then the same thing that happened back here happens here because you never dealt with the bitterness. So you get into a cycle of always changing things. You're on a job every other year, and, 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 and you, you ha you're in a new relationship every other year, and you're at a new church every other year, and, you, and you, you can't understand why it's not staying, why it's not here. Why can't I leave this? Because I haven't pulled up the bitterness. Okay, I got to push. I'm talking too long. Let's push for number two. Got to watch my time. <laughs> this feels good. I like being back here. Golly. Okay. Let's go back to verse 19. So the two women went on to, until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back <clears throat> empty. Point number two uh, is the word imagery. Say that with me, imagery. Unlike um, today, uh, biblical names um, carried a lot of weight. It was thought to be reflective of character, destiny, and purpose. Um, so there was a lot of thought, there was a lot of prayer <clears throat> that went into um, naming a child. 
oftentimes a child was named based upon um, the circumstances in which they were born into. Um, so oftentimes a child didn't get their name until they came out. Baby comes out and we shall call him Wanzel. <laughs> For his handsome. Okay, let me see. But Naomi's, Naomi's name, I, I don't know why I got so many jokes there. Naomi's name means sweet, pleasant, or my delight. But after going through a life situation that knocks her to her knees, she says, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, which means bitter. Check me out now. Listen to this. She shows up in her new scene, and the women that were, were, were there, they see Naomi. They see sweet. Naomi says, listen, don't you call me that because I see myself as bitter. They didn't see her as bitter, but she saw herself as bitter. You see, one of the impacts that bitterness has on you is your image of yourself. Don't you call me Naomi. Don't you say that. That's not who I am anymore. You didn't see what that thing took me through. It took everything from me. Don't you call me, Naomi, call me bitter. And the women are sitting around saying to myself, she looks like Naomi. Girl, you sure that's Naomi that lived on 17th Street? You sure that's, you sure that's her? Naomi says, listen, don't call me that anymore. Because I've been through too much, and I don't even know who that person is anymore. So listen, listen to this. So this plays out <clears throat> with some women she don't even really know, right? She shows up in a town, and these women she don't even know. But when this happens in a relationship, I'm getting too heavy for y'all this morning. You see, I show up at church, and they keep calling me a child of God, but all I see is a sinner. My husband keeps calling me sexy, but all I see is overweight. They keep calling me a man, but all I see is a little boy who's afraid and don't know what he's doing. What do you do when it's this type of relationship? This happens every day, all the time, and people don't understand why they're upset and why they feel offended. Why you keep saying, why you keep calling me? You know I'm not who I used to be. Listen, this thing can get so heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing. This thing can get so heavy. I won't even, me, Wanzel Underwood, I won't even pick up a basketball anymore. Because I remember what I used to do. I remember the guy I used to be with a basketball. And it's offensive for this Wanzel to pick up a basketball. Oh, gosh, did you get what I'm saying to you, though? Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I got to get some more of this. Let's, let's keep pushing. Let's get to point number three. I've, I've talked too much. So, so verse 19, so the, so the two women went on till they came to Bethlehem, and when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. The third point is the word mockery. Say that with me, mockery. I want you to see in this exchange between the women of the city 
and Naomi that they just, um, this is just what I, what I like to call party chatter. I actually learned that. It's called party chatter. It's like, oh, is that Naomi? And you're supposed to be saying, hey, it is me, right? <laughs> like, this is supposed to go like this. But a, but a simple phrase, watch this, a simple phrase causes Naomi to lash out. Don't you call me Naomi. And it is almost as if who she was, Naomi, is mocking who she believes herself to be. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> you're, trying to be, you're trying to be funny. That's what you're doing. You're trying to be funny. Are you serious right now? But watch this now. Check this out. What happens when your husband, the look, looking at your husband, looking at the person you're with, feels as if being with this person is mocking who I used to be? I had plans. I had dreams. I, I, I thought I was going to be the next supermodel. On, on you, you know, I had all of these plans, and now I'm with you. I love you. I know my life would be different without you, but I know I am not who I used to be, and every time I see you, it mocks me. I love you, but it mocks me. It burns something up inside of me. Stop saying that to me. I don't want to look at you right now. And here's what happens. It's like you lash out on people, and they don't know why, and they don't have answers. It's like these outbursts. It just happens. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? I just say hello. I just said that you were pretty. Don't you call me that anymore. Because I feel like it's mocking me. It's offensive for you to say those words to me. And here's the thing. People don't know what to say to you. They don't know what to say. I don't know what conversation not to have. Do you want ice cream? I don't know. So check me out, y'all. Listen to me now. I know I'm laughing a lot, but you limit the people in your life. Because I have so much more that I could be for you. I, I, I want to be that person for you. I, I want to be there for you. But because of the bitterness that resides inside of you and how you see yourself, my presence mocks you. So we always find ourselves having a little tiff. <laughs> Just little run-ins. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't necessarily like talk through them and all those kind of things. But we find ourselves in a little tiff. Okay, last point. Doing too much, y'all. Verse 21. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth. Watch this now. Listen to verse 22. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as as the barley harvest was beginning. Fourth and final point is the word sensory. <clears throat> Say that with me, sensory. In my opinion, out of the four um, side effects of bitterness, this fourth one would be the deadliest. Because if you ever get to a space because of a situation you've been through and it takes your ability away to sense God in your life, Why 
Watch what Naomi says. Listen to her spiel to the women of the, of the city. She don't even know these women like this. Listen to this. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Really? I just said hello. <laughs> Watch. Listen to her now. Listen how deep she gets. She said, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Listen, Naomi was allowing her misfortune to miss her fortune. She was allowing her misfortune to miss her fortune. Spoiler alert on this story, right? Go back and read it. Read the whole story. But um, Ruth was um, Naomi's daughter-in-law. She continued to be her daughter-in-law, even though the son was dead. So she comes home with, 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 um, with Naomi. She leaves um, <clears throat> Moab, and she comes back to Bethlehem, even though she didn't have to. She gets there. She meets this guy by the name of Boaz. You've heard that story, right? Well, just so happened Boaz is the kinsman redeemer. So because of the relationship that she had with Ruth in Moab, and she brought it to Bethlehem, she now gets redeemed because of this thing that she brought back, but she don't see it because she says, the Lord has brought me back empty. Check this out. I'll give you another one. Her family leaves Bethlehem because there's a famine in the land. There's no food. You're out of toilet tissue. There's, no, there's a famine in land. So they leave Moab, they leave Bethlehem and they go to Moab. Think about this now. When God brings her back, she says these words, God has brought me back empty. Oh, gosh, y'all. He brought me back empty at the time of the barley harvest. Oh, God, he brought you back empty so he could fill you up. Oh, God, if you'd have had something on you, you wouldn't be able to get what God has for you. So that is the reason why he emptied you out, so he can fill you up again. She says, I got all this misfortune. You're about to miss it. Oh, gosh. You see, there are people sitting in this room right now that can't engage with the one that they have because of the one that they left. You can't, listen, you can't give your full skill set to the job that you're on because of the boss you had at your other job. You can't serve at the church that you're in. And Truth Movement Church is a great church because of the church you left. She was getting ready to miss it. And the scariest place from, this is just Wanzo's opinion. There's several uh, issues with bitterness, but these are just four. But for me, the four that I just talked about, that's the deadliest one. Because when you're unable to sense God, When I'm able to sense that you're there, God. When I'm unable to see what you're doing, God. When I can't feel you anymore, God. I've missed it. I'm getting ready to lose it when I stop sensing God, man. Oh, God. There's so many of us. I'm getting ready to close right now. There are so many of us that question God because of this pandemic. And we've lost our sensitivity to it. Y'all, God is doing some big stuff right now. Oh. But can you sense it? 
Can you sense it? Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.